Jones, your emotional restoration coach, and you are tuned into Shattered Whole Podcast, where we feel, talk, and heal through the process by acknowledging the hurt, claiming our healing, and living as a new creation. I am so super excited about today's episode because I have an amazing special guest, uh, and his name is Keith Sawyer. <laughs> If you see him shake his head like that, that is how he tells you that he's being traumatized by me. But that's okay because it's a healing place. This is the place to <laughs> to express all the things that you are going through. You will hear us laugh often because this is my bro. Um, but this is also a man who has transitioned in many, many different ways. And I'm excited about today's episode because we're talking about a healing king. And and you hear the growl of the king, right? Like that's what it, you know, you hear you hear the lion, you know. <laughs> but uh welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you saying yes. Mm. <laughs> I appreciate you saying yes, but I um but I asked because I think that you have a phenomenal story. Um, and I have watched you not only um, transition in so many different areas of your life, but also have such an amazing impact on so many other people. Um, you don't kind of keep your healing to yourself. Uh, and I am one that talks to everybody. You know, you never hear me say that I'm only targeting women or I'm only targeting men because everyone needs healing. but. I think there's something truly powerful about a man speaking to a man mm. uh, about their healing spaces and places um, and then also having both sides of the coin kind of talk about the different dynamics of what we've experienced and gone through. Right. So the first thing is like, you know, the same reason why people are figuring out why they should listen to me, I want them to know why they should listen to you. We're, it's too early to be traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, what's Keith's stories, uh, Keith Sawyer's story? I am uh, just a Brooklyn boy that has been through some really interesting situations and process mm -hmm. to get to an amazing, amazing promise. Yeah. Um, I've turned uh, situations and adversity into triumph, mm -hmm. and I apply it to every aspect that I can in my life. Yeah. So part of the steps that we talk about um, is acknowledging the hurt. And a lot of times it starts with, like me, it started within my childhood. And I know with you, it also, um, it also has. So can you talk to us a little bit about where the hurt began? Hmm. Well, she, she went I went right, right in. in. I went she right went in. Right like, in. you know. She went right in. Um, I 
my mother passed away when I was three years old. Uh, I was raised, I had siblings, but I was raised as a single parent. I mean, as a single child, rather, um, from a single parent. My dad, I've went through some interesting situations with him. I, I don't give him the, uh, the pass of the abuse. Mm-hmm. But I do recognize the troubles and the situations and the tools that he didn't really have to deal with his emotional state mm-hmm. um, and the decisions that he has made. Uh, I was an abused kid physically, mm-hmm. not sexually. Um, and I left home or the house rather, mm-hmm. which is a conversation I'm sure that you're going to touch on like later mm-hmm. on. but. I left the house maybe about at 14 years old and uh, had to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and I like that you even said that, and it just shows where you are now, that you recognize that he couldn't give you something that he didn't have. Right. Um, but you also didn't make an excuse to, uh, for like the poor treatment, right? Or right. Um, right. you can acknowledge both. Like two things can be true at the same time where you recognize that someone's behavior is not favorable and it's not conducive to a healthy and healthy uh, lifestyle. But you also can recognize that the person doesn't have the tools to function healthily. Right. Right. right? So um, with your understanding of that, like, how did you, how did you just not fall into uh, a place where you just became just like him? Like, like, why did you, why did you decide that I was going to do something different, even from a young age? I mean, there is something about integrity and like discipline that has been installed inside of me the wrong way, mm-hmm. um, early. And I mean, outside of my disease that was sold into me within my relationship with God, like really, really young before I knew what it was. But it got to blossom um, as I was an adult. But to go back as a child, I just made a decision. I made a mat- mature, de- I was put in mature situations. Early. Mm-hmm. Really, really early. And with being in mature situations early, I just made a decision. Like it was a hard, hard decision. Mm-hmm. But I think that sometimes you're faced with things and you need to figure out whether you're going to go left or go right. Yeah. So I made a decision to never become a hypocrite. Hmm. And I don't want to become what I dislike. I don't want right. to become what I feel like I hate. Right. You know, so I just decided that I'm going to work for the opportunity mm-hmm. to be able to be the difference. Right. And I, and I think that makes a, a lot of sense because those and there are spaces, I want to say, that is difficult to even make that decision because you often imitate what you see because it's all you see. Um, But not wanting to become the hypocrite and also you recognize like, not only do I not want this, I don't like this, it didn't didn't give me what I needed it to give. So how would me repeating the behavior do something different? Um, And I think in that people fall into that and then they start to hate the the person that they became and it becomes like this perpetual like cycle and mm-hmm. you kind of get stuck absolutely so it's like you know like 
I'm pretty sure that there was opportunities for you to duplicate what right. you saw. So how did you fight the urge to not do the easier thing, even if it was the wrong thing? Um, interesting. Like, so to take it a step back, like when I, God has given me an amazing gift to be able to like read between the lines a mm. little bit different. Like I have a different kind of like mindset and anointing on me clearly now that I know it in my maturity mm -hmm. I didn't understand it like young but I listen I feel like if I allocate the time to hear you then I should pay attention to like what you're saying mm. so and because I had to hear a lot of things as a child I make sure that I heard it and use it and broke it down to be able to apply it mm -hmm. but there were so many things that didn't make any sense yeah. So I would hear, you know, like, you know, you should, I would hear conversations about equality and then I would hear like, don't cry like a girl. And it's like, mm, mm. this doesn't make sense to me. Right. Now, if I was lackluster in my mindset, then it, maybe it would just fly over my head. But mm -hmm. it, I always challenge things in my head respectfully mm -hmm. and then res like respectfully challenge the person like really, really young. Now with my father, I wasn't able to. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of information and questions archived <laughs> and I would try to find the answers in life. Yeah. You know, I would just make sure that I try to find the answers in life. So to hear certain things, um, I, I, I recognized between the lines that he was struggling with some things. Mm -hmm. I didn't have too much information about history, which is also very, very important um, to find out like what happened, like the lineage before you yeah. or whatever the case may be and I realized that he was dealing with some things he had his own struggles and at the time I had my own mm -hmm. so I actually learned in the midst of watching his struggles even though that I was the punching bag yeah if I didn't want to be a hypocrite then I got to do the work now that he also didn't do mm. so I needed to trailblaze which is hard 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 mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't sound like in having to make those decisions that you also had the support to make the decision. You made the decision because you, you, you mentally decided. Mm. Um, so where did you find support or was there any? There was support, but I couldn't utilize it. And that's why I say now as an adult, like a village is a village. And I really like mm -hmm. lean and become transparent and vulnerable now as an adult. I didn't know how to do that young because mm -hmm. I didn't, I had places that seemed safe, but I could never really like entertain it or exercise in those spaces. So I really had an amazing family who I'd still have a, a great relationship with now, but I couldn't be as honest as a kid, because I'm still mm -hmm. trying to like protect my dad, protect my situation. I'm hiding truths and secrets and, mm -hmm. and such. I'm also trying to hide my inefficiencies. Right. You know, as a, as a young man and you know, you, like we didn't have the space then and sometimes don't have the space now mm -hmm. to be able to say like, there is a wrong being done to me. Yeah. I don't like it mm -hmm. and I want to do something better about it kind right. of thing so we just left the deal with our own mess so i really had a good support system around me but i didn't know how to utilize it right um and just to speak to that you know we, we you're, we're using the language young young but how old were you 
I mean, I left at 14. So we talking like from the age of my mother passed away when I was three, I can start remembering more specific situations, maybe about like seven, like in detail. Mm -hmm. So span of seven to 14, like, uh, you know, the abuse, I believe the abuse started really, really early at three. Mm -hmm. He had his own frustrations. I'm really open to talk about it um, from what I've learned in my adulthood, but I couldn't understand it as a child. Absolutely. Um, there's some people who are adults who can't understand it. And it's <laughs> it's not unreasonable right. not to understand why the person who gave you life or the adult uh, who's supposed to be the provider, the protector, the instructor, the, uh, the one that girds you up, right. right? And then especially being, you know, a man you know, a young boy looks to the to the father. A younger young girl looks to a mother for the example of the person that I'm supposed to kind of develop into. And when that person doesn't know how to be what is safe, yeah. what is yeah. um. Hmm. I, um, I'm like, I'm losing my word because I just like remember this space. You said something earlier where you um, recognized that there was an inequality, right? Right, right? You were like, I'm hearing that, you know, don't cry like a girl. Right. But at the same time, you know, we're supposed to be equal. Right. So I don't have a space to cry because right. I'm a boy. Right. Um, I don't have the male showing me who I want to be. Right. Um, and even when I try to navigate that space of being who he's telling me to be, it's not enough no. because there's something happening that they're not dealing with. So you're 14 years old. Mm -hmm. You leave. I leave. Um, and just to, to know, you're emancipated. Like, so you don't just leave. Yeah, that was rough. You're, I didn't you're see it that way when I was young, but right. yes, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and you're like, I couldn't trust the people that were around me because, and I'm like, and it's important to, to talk about the emancipation because you have to navigate those spaces right. because you can't tell everybody nope. <laughs> because you don't have the rights right? because you're under 18 right. to move and be in certain circles. So from 14 to 18, What's going on with Keith? Mm. That was an interesting time. I mean, I remember turning 18 and feeling a weight taken off of me because mm. I no longer, like, even to this day, um, I operate behind the scenes. I do more behind than I do in front, so I appreciate <laughs> you pushing me to situations like this and stuff like that. <laughs> you going to get this excitement. <laughs> yeah, this is this is something different for me and new, but mm -hmm. I always believe in like being better yeah. today than you were yesterday. So, and I've applied that since I was young. Um, it's a lot easier said than done, but mm -hmm. I I strive for it. But between those, like those years, it was rough because I had to position myself to be the young man in age that I was. Mm. But I also needed that. I had the responsibilities put on me as an adult mm. because I needed to survive. And not only did I want to survive, I wanted to live. Yeah. And it's such a difference. Like, mm -hmm. I realized that, like, 
you know, just worried about your day to day, worried about like how you're going to get into tomorrow is only surviving. But I always dream big. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell a funny, weird story, and I'm sure we'll get into it about like version six of this conversation. Mm-hmm. But like Popular Magazine, I don't want to date myself, but like Popular Magazine, uh-huh. whatever, whatever. <laughs> they didn't have to know. Popular Magazine, um, what's a big deal to me? It's still a big deal to me because it's this really, really thick magazine mm-hmm. that had everything in it from everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I used to go through page by page of a book, maybe about 400 pages, and just circle things about like what I wanted and where I wanted to be in the future. And I'm 14 years old, mm-hmm. so pots and pans and rings and you know lingerie or whatever because it had everything inside of it mm-hmm. from clothes to everything um i would go through and i would like circle something and date it like throughout the whole magazine mm. and every month it was like another one so it was like a new episode like it was like a netflix series for me mm. and i would go through it but what it taught me is to not pay attention to where I was today. Because if I went through that magazine and I'm 14 years old, the only thing I'm gonna pay attention to is my size of the clothes that I can wear and what I wanna do now. So I'll circle mm-hmm. a basketball, I'll circle a baseball, I'll circle, I don't know, a Nike sweatsuit mm-hmm. or whatever, I would be limited. But that will only be maybe five pages out of a 500 page book. Yeah. So I, di- I decided to make sure that I took my time to go through every page of that magazine mm-hmm. and at least circle something. So from a ring design mm-hmm. to the complexion of the woman that I like that was modeling clothes mm-hmm. to attributes and postures and clothes and pot I mean to pots and pans mm-hmm. I literally like circle something and make sure that I circle something out of the page yeah um and I think that that the concept of that is dope um because it's not that you don't recognize or you're delusional about about where you are right, right? um but having that hope that that won't always be and if the possibility was not always the case, mm-hmm. then what does the next look like? And that's a that ties into that claiming, you know, like your healing component, right? right? Because claiming your healing can be something that you're actively, proactively like walking in currently, right. or it's something that you're speaking forward mm-hmm. and that you're deciding to walk into. So as you're circling your pages, and I like that you said that you dated them. Yeah. You know what I mean? At 18, I'm going to have this. At right. 21, I'm going to do this. At right. 19, you know what I mean? I was like, you're calling your existence. You know what I mean? You're calling right. these things into your existence. So they they need to, to come to you. And I need to correct that language a little bit because, you know, some people will take that and be right. like, oh. <laughs> be like, all I got to do, you know. Yeah. And I was, I was like, but there's something about that naming and claiming aspect of it biblically. Right. Um, I was like, because there's a faith that goes into it that says that I know that I can't see it. Mm, You (laughs) You know what I mean? I can't can't see it. There's no evidence of what I'm experiencing. This isn't anything in this magazine is possible. Right? Right. Because I know the pots in that magazine, they started at $129 for the sauce. For the sauce Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. All right? And let's say... 
Did did you have did you have like look, one hundred and twenty nine dollars? Did you have twenty nine dollars? I didn't have nine. <laughs> the twenty nine was lotto. Like okay. I didn't have nine dollars mm. on me. You know, right. I probably had a. I, you know what? I can exactly tell you what I had. Mm-hmm. I had a dollar fifty because I used to go to a bagel place and get a bagel with cream cheese, mm-hmm. cinnamon raisin. It cost a dollar fifty, and I couldn't get a quarter water to go with it. You know, and so like. I knew exactly what I had. I, w- I had limited aspects, but I had, um, like, my my mindset, my 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 dreams was big, mm. and I always believe in like, you know, reasonably dreaming big, but not leaving it there. Like, going to go try to obtain it. Mm-hmm. So everything inside of that magazine, throughout the course of my life, one way or another, I want to go obtain. And to be honest with you, I'm in God's favor. Like, I can't say that I haven't obtained even from the copper pot before I knew what that meant. (laughs) Um, I haven't had or have at some, because I'm sure that I circled some really, really wrong things Mm -hmm. inside of that magazine Mm -hmm. that I got. Mm -hmm. You should have put it back. I should have wrote it in pencil. (laughs) I should have circled in pencil. I did it in ink. Right. Uh, And that's. uh, You were 14. Uh, I was 14. Little grace and mercy for yeah. 14 year old yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope you. I got you. I got you. Um, but like that, like that's phenomenal, right? So let me ask you: during this time, during this space, I've heard you mention you mentioned it a couple of times, but like, where did God come in? Um, so I, I make a comment about like being a gardener for a reason, a lot now in my maturity, because the seeds has been planted really, really young. Mm. Um, I was in elementary school in sixth grade and after, um, I didn't do well with freshman Fridays in a couple of these schools, <laughs> you know, I was, I'm built a little different, right. um, Right. So wait, wait. There's some people out there because we got different generations okay. who don't know what Freshman Fridays is. I mean, I we go from Brooklyn. Like Freshman Fridays was was a, was a problem, yeah. or it could be a problem. Right. Right. So I just you, you want to say what it is. I, I'm, I'm gonna be. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna try to be as uh, censored as I can, but I mean, mm-hmm. Freshman mm-hmm. Friday was a. Um, a negative holiday. There you go. Come on. Right. Come on, vocab. Within um, junior high schools and high schools yeah. for fresh meat for freshmen that came into a school, mm-hmm. predominantly a public school, mm-hmm. um, when they thought that it was going to be hazing and... Uh, you were getting your butt whooped. They was jumping you. It they was were, a fight. Yeah, yeah, it was you, a brawl. I wasn't trying to go there, but... It was a brawl. We're going to tell the truth right here. Right. Well... If we're going to tell okay. the truth about that, then you're going to highlight a lot more about my personality because <laughs> mm-hmm. the same way that I deal with other situations and pain is the same way that I dealt with that. So I'm sure it would be a great segue because mm-hmm. what's the alternative? I came into the school optimistic, excited, charged about what's next. Mm-hmm. You brought a situation to me, mm-hmm. all 11 of you, mm-hmm. that planned it, and I tried to prepare for it, 
Mm-hmm. And um, let's just say it ain't necessarily go the way that they thought that it correct. was going to go. Correct. 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 Um, correct. Correct. And um, yeah. Okay. Three times. Yeah. Three times. Three times. Right. Three times. Three, <laughs> three different schools was like, we love them. We want them. But we don't know how this is going to move. Right. Uh, like how it's going to go. So I ended up going to a, um independent Christian school. Mm-hmm. Um, Morningstar Academy. And I was new. It was independent study. It taught me a lot. Um, love to get into any of, and all of that. But we had devotion every morning. And I took it for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, what's this? That eight. In the morning every day <laughs> till nine. Like, this is crazy. Like, I go to church on Sunday. Like, but we had literally, we had devotion mm-hmm. every day from eight to nine o'clock. And then we started our academic studies. And so I know so much scripture and stuff mm-hmm. like that or whatever. But it became more memory. Mm-hmm. I was too young to apply it. Mm-hmm. But I also realized, like, how important that was for me now because there was so much seeds deposited yeah in me really really early and now through my storms which brings wind water mm-hmm. you know like rain and uh and then peaks of sunshine i get to blossom into being something else right because there is all of this word if you will right depositing Deposit. in early um but talking to Keith Sawyer and having a conversation about where he started to really like connect um, with the relationship with God. So like when did you have all these seeds planted because you're going to a school that requires devotion for the first hour every day and you don't really know what to do with that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's more like this is the assignment that I have to do I have to memorize it because it's a requirement. But when did the requirement birth into or transform into the relationship? Uh, I don't necessarily know the age. I was really, really young, but I was on my own, like really, really young, like early on. And adversity started to hit because life hit, right? Mm. Like so, you're not you're not a kid that your life is that your parents is taking the hits for you, mm. and you just like dealt with. You know the back end of it you're I, it was hitting me directly mm-hmm. you are the parent i am the parent mm-hmm. you're the parent you're the kid yeah <laughs> you're the and counselor all the things i'm the counselor and i am and i have to navigate this world in a different kind of way like if you really think about it at 15 years old like trying to go to work or make a dollar to pay a bill mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be or be able to buy a um a hero that I'm gonna make last for two, three days, mm-hmm. kind of thing, and a tropical fantasy. Stop dating yourself. Mm. Mm-hmm. You stop dating myself. Yourself. Oh, because I know it. I know the mm was coming. Mm. Yeah, I knew the mm was yeah. Coming. Listen, um, I never really liked tropical fantasies myself, but go ahead. But you know what it is. I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, adversity hit, and I needed to either um, be- become the adversity. Yeah or conquer it mm. kind of thing. So I had to not ignore my situation and my circumstance. I needed to come up with a really, really good strategy of how am I going to be able to like manage it mm. and maintain it and then also create a plan to get past it 
and a path to execute. Yeah. You know, um, if you think about it, like being 15 years old or 14 years old or even 16 years old, navigating like between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m., less traffic, scary for a kid. Like yeah. you would think that, you know, like after hours, 10, 11, 12 o'clock in the morning, is scary, which it's a different kind of spooky. Mm-hmm. But think about it, like, if I'd have got stopped by auxiliary cops and they asked me for ID that I didn't have and they would have detained me mm-hmm. and said, call your parent, not call my calling. The guy that I ran from, mm-hmm. the guy that I left, the guy that I don't want to see, the guy that can come and pick me up and inflict pain on me mm-hmm. and put me back exactly where I chose to not be anymore. Be anymore. Yeah. Do I call my sister's parent and hope that they take the responsibility of coming down and like advocating for me and mm-hmm. taking me like it, it was a, it was a really really scary place that I didn't get a chance to be able to be honest and transparent about right um but it's still something that I had to deal with right um and I think I'm glad that you you talked about the complexity of being in that space because even when you're talking about you know how do I walk and navigate through there's a cluster of decisions that then have repercussions that are like a domino effect right um and it becomes not just like scary but paralyzing in some ways because something as simple as who's going to pick me up right spiraled into 10 different avenues that you just that you just mentioned and then and none that were good. Right. So right. so now what do you do? And how do you find hope? Yeah, that's rough. Um, that's really, really rough. I, I can tell you where it applies to my today. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that I learned... Actually, let me go back. I think that I learned really, really young to have faith where I couldn't see. Like, mm-hmm. which is the definition of faith, right? So, and to trust where I can't trace. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that really, really early because I had no idea. I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. I just knew that I needed to keep my feet moving. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I felt like to stand still and to get into a fetal position in the aspects of my life at that time, then I would become exactly what I ran from. Mm-hmm. So what makes me better? Like, what makes me different? In that popular magazine that we talked about, like, I also circled, you know, baby clothes and bibs mm-hmm. and, you know, and I always wanted to be like a dad and, you know, and be an amazing parent to be, not saying that my dad wasn't, there wasn't great attributes to it and everybody has to deal with their own demons, not that I created an excuse for it, but I always wanted to be better. I feel like mm-hmm. every day we should strive to be better than our yesterday. Mm-hmm. And my days was bad. Yeah. So I just decided to like, I'm going to have a better bad. Yeah. And a better bad until my bad turns to good. Mm-hmm. And then my good turns to great. Um, and it's a, it's an everyday process, which I'm still dealing with today. Yeah. I can, man, I appreciate that. The honesty of that statement, because you, you hear a lot of people who are experiencing these levels of 
of pain and frustration and different things that they're dealing with because the next day didn't get it's still bad. Still bad. <laughs> like the next day is still bad. The next year was still bad. You Seriously. know what I mean? Like that yeah. you took my 14, 18, 18 just only reason why there was relief at 18 is because you ain't have to hide because right. now you're legal. Now you can go get ID. You can go get like right. these things. And now you don't have to navigate that particular right. space. But there was a repetitive of bad. Not that there was no good in there at all, but the good that you were seeking, craving and desiring wasn't measuring up to the same existence that you were having. But you recognize that what can I do? What mindset can I have? Right. And that is that I'm going to choose that the next day is just going to be a less bad day. It's going to be a less bad day. And which is yeah. rough. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think a lot of people give themselves enough credit, like when they go into a situation, like what it means to get to the next day, mm-hmm. because you could choose to quit, and everybody's quit is different. Mm-hmm. Like I have, like my tenacity, my drive has always been like big. Mm-hmm. So I took, I made sure that even like the lessons that I learned to my dad, like he, he created a lot of hardship in mm-hmm. some aspects, but he is, he, he installed an engine inside of me. Little did he know that was like, all right, right? Like, so everybody's like, try to be a motorized scooter or maybe even a bike. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even a car like i had the engine of a locomotive like <laughs> it was just it was just different mm-hmm. because i just realized that to to be the difference like takes a lot of work and it makes the difference also future forward mm-hmm. so again it's a like i never wanted to be a hypocrite to circle things beyond my my today inside of that magazine mm-hmm to do anything other than keep my feet moving, progress and try to be better, I felt like would have been a hypocrite because mm-hmm. I'm beyond the stage of bibs, bottles, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not circling that for me, I'm circling that for my future. Yeah. But what sense does it make if I'm not gonna strive to get there? Right. Right. Pots and pans, I'm 14 year old kid, 15 year old kid, <laughs> right. I don't know pots and pans. I think I saw a walk, you know, grandma's old, beat up pan mm-hmm. that everything got cooked in cast and stuff iron. like Come that cast iron and all that good <laughs> stuff i couldn't lift it at the time with one hand it mm-hmm. was like really really bad but I, I i made a decision to always think like future for it mm-hmm. which also applies into all of my endeavors and investments and such that i do today like i forecast really really well but it came from a bad place but i don't mm-hmm. think that you should let any crisis go in vain mm-hmm. i agreed um I'm like, there is, and it's weird to say, because you don't want to deal with the traumatic experience of the pain, let alone um, kind of think about what it, what it, what it produced in you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but recognizing that you don't want to waste a crisis is really recognizing that no matter the atmosphere or the ground that you're in, that there is something that you can utilize from it. Even if it's just a, even if it's just a mindset of, I don't want to be that. That's what I took from that. Right. And it changed my life in a different way because I may not know everything about what I want to or should be doing, but I know enough about what I don't want to do not to do that. 
Right. So if I can just not do those things, then I'll just learn how to do these things that's the opposite of that right. and then cultivate this new way of I of my existence. Okay. You know what I mean? Taking taking from it um, when I can. Yes.